You're listening to Two Smart Assets with Chris Thompson and Danny Nichols. This is your source for passive investing in real estate syndications. It's time for us to gain knowledge and take action. So let's go. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the show. This is the Two Smart Assets Podcast. I am your host, Dan Nichols, here once again with someone I hang out with remotely at least once a week, my co-host, Chris Thompson. What's going on, Danny? How are you, man? I'm doing good. It's great to see you. Super excited for this week's episode, man. Tell the listeners what we're talking about today. Okay, so we brought in a couple of people this time, actually. Brothers, uh, Herman and Oscar Buendia, the REI brothers. Uh, they're both active military and they host their own podcast, the REI Brothers Financial Freedom Through Multifamily Investing. And uh, we spoke about their experience in real estate investing and a little bit about their last deal. And we also talked about their future goals and where they're taking their company. And these guys were great. They're very likable and they have a very successful career in multifamily investing ahead. Yeah, I can't wait to share this episode for sure. But before we do, just want to give a quick shout out to all of our listeners. We really appreciate you tuning in. If you haven't done so already, please make sure to subscribe to the show and leave us a rating and written review. It really helps us grow the podcast, attract more guests, and ultimately provide better information for everyone listening. And if you're a passive investor or looking to get into passive investing, then head over to our website at twosmartassets.com. There you can grab our guide for passive investing in apartment syndications. It's just a great introduction into the world of a passive investing in apartment syndications. So make sure to check that out. Also, grab our apartment syndication sample deal. This is going to help you get comfortable with looking at this type of investment. So when the real opportunities come your way, you'll be ready. And if you have any questions about what's in either of these resources, drop us a line anytime on our website's contact us page, or you can message us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. We're posting some great content on there. So make sure to follow us and start connecting. All right, let's jump into the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Two Smart Assets Podcast. I'm your host, Chris. And today we have two extra special guests today. We have Herman and Oscar Buendia. Herman and Oscar are two active duty military members and real estate investors with a combined experience of over a decade. They decided to become partners and currently own 20 units together. They host their own podcasts, they syndicate, and they invest in Florida. Uh, their goal is to grow a vertically integrated real estate investing firm that invests all over the United States and overseas. One of their passions is to help others obtain financial freedom through multifamily investing. Guys, it's great to see you. Welcome to the show. Awesome, man. Thank you so much for that intro. I really appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, man. Cool. Makes it sounds cool. <laughs> <All right. Yeah. laughs> cool. Well, uh, you know, we're, we're big friends of your show. You know, it's a pleasure to have you here to chat. So let's kick this thing off. You know, like tell us a little bit more, you know, about your background and, and why and how you got into this real estate stuff. Why we got into, uh, into real estate. I think since we were little, man, we always, especially my brother and I, we, we got a, a pretty special relationship since day one. Uh, I'm actually older than my brother. But, uh, by, how much? Old, by how much? Nine, nine years. So I'm hey. 39. My brother is 30, 31. So since we were little, man, uh, young age, we we always wanted to do something. We had that uh, that mentality that we wanted to to get out of where we grew up, and and we I don't know we wanted something. And of course, me being older, um, I started getting uh, venturing into different businesses. I got into the Marine Corps, and and I messed up so many times. And uh, I'm glad that I messed up, so my brother doesn't have to mess up mess it up the way I did. But anyway, uh, moving forward, my my brother discovered. He, he was studying and he was looking everywhere to see how, you know, how to get to, out of the rat race. And of course, he ended up uh, reading the book, reached out for that. Uh, and I'll let him tell his part on how he found that book. But he referred that to me, man. And that opened up 
the uh, the Pandora box, and uh, and here I am. This is how we got into into real estate. I mean, it, that book made us dream and and made us realize that that we could also do it. So uh, I was, you know, I joined uh, as an enlisted guy and then went back in as an officer. Uh, your your pool of people who you interact with is a little bit different when you're an officer. You got very professional people, uh, more more sophisticated. So, long story short, I had a a mentor, a lieutenant colonel. He he told me about investments and he had properties, and I didn't know what he did, but I knew he was a smart guy. And he told me go go read this book, and I read the book, and my mind was blown immediately. I was like, wow, this is how you, this is how the rich do it, right? This is how you you get into that that investor you know, business owner category where you're, you you make money when you sleep. And from there, it just sparked a whole lot of different avenues. You know, I tried everything from wholesaling to subject to, I mean, I joined groups in Colorado Springs to go drive for dollars. You name it, I had a couple of deals and then wholesaling, you know, it was very grungy. You know, one of the mentors took a deal from me. It was a sweet deal, a million dollar, you know, $2 million worth of assets at like 40, you know, 40 cents on a dollar. I didn't know what to do with that at the time. So the, the dude just snatched and ran, but it's all learning experience, right? It, it, it is what it is. Um, and then from there, you know, we, I purchased my own buy and hold and, and went that route because I am a, a full-time worker. And then after that, you know, we were starting to buy individual ones. And then we, you know, I had the numbers pretty, pretty down. I'm a big numbers guy. And if I see a good thing, I, I jump on it. There's no hesitation. I don't have analysis paralysis for the most part. As long as I can back my numbers up, I know I'm there. I'll do it. Yep. And then I jumped, you know, uh, it was just really last year. Talked to my brother and like, hey man, let's go buy some more assets. Let's, let's do something. Let's do it together. And you know, we that's when we bought it an entire rental portfolio of twenty units uh, together. And then we we weren't looking to do that. We were looking to do one or two. And then we were approached with a three hundred unit portfolio. And you know, even then, limiting beliefs. You know, how do you get into that? How do you do that? You know, coming as most people start residential. And from there, we broke down. It was initially going to be thirty units, and then we broke even down to twenty, where we can we felt comfortable with it because it was going to be our first large large all together acquisition, right? It worked out. I mean, it was a lot of back and forth. We had our own capital. It was this this straight JV uh, between my brother and I. No, no investor capital, none of that. And we did that intentionally because we we did raise money. Uh, we had I think about three hundred grand, four hundred grand in soft commits, which we were extremely surprised in what what our capacity was because we weren't trying to raise money. We were just at that moment looking to see what we could do, and that happened. So that opened us up to. Hey, what can we do with other people's money? Mm-hmm. And we didn't know syndication. You would have talked to us a year and a half ago. We wouldn't know what syndication was. And then after that, it was reading about it, talking to people about it, how to make it happen. And then now where we're at now, which is we're establishing everything. We've had deals, but due to COVID, they've fallen off. So a lot of things. And we can dive more into that. You just tell me where you want to go. So yeah, that was a long story made short. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no, man, that's a, that's great. You know, I think we all kind of figure, figure out syndication, like in our own ways. 
And mm-hmm. uh, like, even looking back, like, I, I don't know what I would be doing without that. Like, I, I would be on a totally different path. And it was like, it was, it was eye opening. And, you know, like, in a way, I kind of halfway dream or daydream about like teaching others when I'm doing this thing in my mind, or I'm, I might even utter to myself, it's like, I'm, I'm trying to teach you like you're sitting here next to me. And I love just teaching. And when we hear about syndication, I'm like, why isn't everybody doing this? And it's like, yeah. it was just like, I had this itch, like, dad, do you even know what this is? Whatever. And like, come on. Like, and so it just kind of expanded outwards is kind of crazy. And I feel like a lot of people, a lot of people are doing it. it in a way it feels like everyone's doing it, but really when you get down to it, like it's such a small, it's such a small thing here. You know, we got some large groups of good people here, but yeah. So, so the way I see it is that right now isn't, it, it is the ground floor of syndication, right? If you if you're coming up now and coming in, you're in the beginning stages of a long circle of, of a long line of people that are now just starting because syndication I, I give credit to Grant Cardone. I think he made syndication popular because I didn't know what syndication was. And I didn't even know Grant Cardone did syndication. He, did, he doesn't I, call it syndication. He doesn't call it. But then when you talk, when you, when I started really researching, I was like, oh, wow, that's what he does. And he made it popular. He made real estate mm-hmm. crowdfunding popular, right? It's the coolest thing. And you don't, you don't know about it. He just calls it like, hey, give me your money and I'll make you money. That's all he calls it. You know? Sure. Yeah, he's got that that huge, bigger than life social media thing going on, and it's like, yeah, you he just he's like a rock star in the in the in the real estate world. It's kind of crazy. Oh yeah. 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 You know, and so, uh, you know, we, uh, you know, we follow you guys, you know, on social media and stuff. And you, you got some great stuff out there. You know, your, your podcast is fire, you know, when. And uh, we know you're associated with the the Jake and Gino group, you know, and yeah. so doing a lot of things, you know, at a pretty high level. And considering, you know, all the things that you've done, like, what are some of the things that you think have really helped you guys succeed in this business? Uh, I think perseverance. We just keep going and going. And I think it's out of love of, I don't know. I don't even know what it is, man. Uh, one thing is uh, the fact that we're so curious about, you know, how far things can get us. And the other one is just we persevere and we keep going and going because it's obvious i mean there's up and downs you know there's things that are scary like coronavirus probably last years if we knew that coronavirus was going to show up we probably wouldn't have done anything but then the fact that you know i mean you you get into i mean for for most people it's scary you know it's like oh my god you know it's, it's we don't know how to do it we've never done it but then we just keep going you know you get up every day we come out with new ideas and we hear new things people talking about and then we research it and it's like okay this is how we gotta do it uh, I think we've learned to ask questions and the right questions because uh, to the right people to the right people. Yeah, because before we were like it, it was just us. So we're like, okay, Oscar, we need to do this, but it, it was just between us. Yeah. It was a conversation between us. Now it's a conversation where we're like, okay, we we turn different ways, and then we come back together. Like, okay, we gotta do it. This is how we gotta do it because I spoke to this guy, or or maybe we get in some call with you know somebody like you, um, and then we end up asking. It's like, so how do you guys? do this and, and there's so much collaboration in this in this uh, yeah. industry I, I love it so I think that's part of the success the collaboration and the fact that I, I don't know man I think I think we just we just like it <laughs> enjoy too much uh, I, I think we're not I think our mentality has always been that we're not afraid to fail mm-hmm. right I think your mindset has to be in a place where and maybe it's been out of ignorance because we just don't know how hard you can fail, right? I mean, there there's some pretty bad failures that you can get there. <laughs> sure. But maybe maybe it's just we've never been scared to that point. And we like we when we grew up, I mean, we grew up in in five of us in one bedroom. Uh, we lived in, I mean, bad neighborhoods. 
to us, that, that was the bottom. And even then, it was probably the best time our family, the most united our family was, and it was super cool, right? So for us, it's like, well, how, how bad it could be, right? How, how bad can if, sure. if, I, if I lose something, it's physical, but it's not going to break us. So then we always go with that mentality. And then we try to do the best we can in, 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 in making sure that we execute correctly, right? I mean, that's, that's key. You just don't want to be blind to it. But for the most part, I think we're not scared to fail. And, and that's where that learning experience is. And I'll give you an example. When we purchased that 20 unit, we thought we made it. We're like, oh, man, whatever. The hardest part is after you close. Yeah. Right? Now the work doesn't begins. Matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter anything before that. Like, congrats. You signed a piece of paper. You're now liable, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're now liable. Now you tenants are going to, you know, call your property managers. They're going to call you and then they're going to call you and it's going to get to you somehow. They're, you know, like it's not, it's not easy. Not everyone can do this. So for us at that scale, it, it was a huge learning curve and we're, we're okay with it because it's our money, right? We didn't want to do it with any investor money. At least not yet, right? And this is our learning experience to reposition, to turn it around, how to better manage your property manager, you know, all those things that KPIs. I'll, I'll be honest, we've we failed at keeping KPIs, right? Still performing, but we failed to meet certain marks that we set for ourselves. So it's okay. And you learn from it, right? I know that in the future we won't make the same mistakes again. Yeah. I think you, you bring up some pretty good points, like, you know, just not basically like being ready to act and not being afraid to fail. We always just kind of operate like that. Like, you know, if, if you see a good deal, let's just jump on it. Like you gotta, you gotta trust in yourself. Like, you know what you're doing to some extent, like you're saying, you know, we're, we're numbers people, we're spreadsheet people. Like I can double check this stuff all day, but uh, you know, and the other point you made, like I'll make every mistake in the book. I don't care. Like I, actually I want to hurry up and make that mistake so I can move past it. But the point is, I don't want to make that mistake two times. I'll only make that mistake one time. Like, exactly. And that's huge. And you're talking about like persevering. Like, man, you just got to get back up, push it back through. I mean, you guys are talking about like, you know, a whole bunch of people crammed into a small room. Like, I, I think like, you know, that's not, that's unfortunate, but it's like, you know, fortunately for you, like, man, it, it couldn't possibly be worse than that. And if I had to, I would go back to that. Like, you know, it's like you're saying, it's just material stuff. We'll get all that back. That ain't any, any kind of problem. Problem. I, I think it's huge, man. Perseverance is big. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, absolutely is, man. And I, I, we don't know. We don't know any other way to do it. You know, it's just, we just keep going and going and going. And, and yeah, yeah. And then we we always look for the people who we think know the next level. Like for example, mm-hmm. you mentioned Jake and Gino, right? So really amazing people with amazing systems. And Jake and Gino is someone that two guys that my brother and I really like and see ourselves like if we could ever reach a goal of being like someone to be like them uh, because they have everything academy to, you know, an investment firm to a bank. They have a capital bank, right? Now they, they're doing mortgages. Like when you become the bank, that is the goal, right? Like that is, you've reached the pinnacle of your game and you got to be able to reach out to those people. And there's two ways, you either pay for it or you really, you know, give value to those people, right? And for us, it was like, hey, let's let's pay for it. Let's get in there. Let's talk to them. And, you know, they don't accept just everyone. I think right now the vetting process, they eliminate about 10, 15% of people because they're not a right fit. They're not, they're not the right mindset yet. Yeah, that mindset's huge, man. You got to you gotta be strong, strong-willed or, you know, some, certain things might break you and you just can't allow yeah. that. I actually want to hear, like, you guys open to talk about, like, your latest deal. Like, I want to know what's going on, like, most recently, you know, it, stuff you've learned stuff you've run into like how's that working out for you we've ran into a lot of deals so we've 
our deal flow, we were focused first in Ohio, uh, and then we've recently transitioned to Florida, specifically Tampa, Orlando, MSA. Um, and the reason for that is just because uh, stability, you know, just stabilized assets, population is moving to Florida. So we like that, right? Ohio has been, people are bleeding out, you know, I mean, still good deals, but it's not the same. So what we've been seeing is a lot of falsification in T12s and occupancy in rent rolls. Like it is ridiculous what we've seen in the last few months. And the reason for it is because people that are suffering, they're, they're trying to avoid it and they're trying to sell high and then, oh, someone will buy it, right? Which is absolutely what is happening. People are just buying things. And it's crazy to see how the stimulus has done, has extended things out for people right. to, and inflated prices. So we're seeing super inflated prices, compressed cap rates. Those are all the deals that we've looked at. And some of them we've gone in and we've had LOIs accepted and they dropped. But what we have now is actually, we're, we're looking at construction. Um, uh, what is the uh, build to rent? Yeah. And we're, we're looking at some partnerships where we are, uh, we're, we're raising capital. They already have the construction company and they have uh, the lot. Property management. Property management at wholesale level and everything. So we're looking to combine forces and take significant amount of units down with a, a good structure there. But yeah, that, that's the biggest one. We Actually, we, we talked tomorrow about more about the, the numbers and details. I wish I could tell you more. But from what I understand, I mean, they're telling us wholesale lot prices and they already sell them, sell the homes back at wholesale prices anyway. So there's like a huge margin there that apparently is pretty good. So that is our next venture right now. And we're, we're open to a lot of them. Like we get hotels. Um, we, we were looking at a 12 cap uh, motel in, in uh, Clearwater. In Clearwater. Yeah. In check Florida. this out. So we were looking at it and what they gave us was their business taxes. Okay. Right. And the guy who it came through told us, hey, these guys, they don't pay, they pay cash. They don't pay everything to the IRS. So what they're reporting, because what we were looking at, I was like, man, this is like a three cap. <laughs> this is horrible. Right? Yeah. He's like, no, what they're making is this number right here. And when we went back and talked to them, we're like, hey guys, like we can't buy it if there's no proof of it. <laughs> but it's one of those where they're doing stuff under the table and you can take advantage as well because if it's not shown anywhere what it's making, then you can't sell it at that price, right? Yeah. You gotta have, so, the, yeah, gotta man. have a paper trail. Yeah. So so really that's what we've been doing and networking and hustling and talking to people. We're getting trying to get into some deals, but but yeah. That's pretty much for deal wise, yeah. Cool. And we're trying, we're trying to learn as much as we can, man, about everything. Like, like I mean, last year, and, and we mentioned it, right? Nobody knew about syndication, and we're like, okay, cool. You know, what was syndication? We started learning about syndication, and then you start uh, as you take action and you start networking. You you hear different ideas. Now we're at, at the point that it's like, okay, new construction. Oh my God, we, we never thought about that before. And now we got those opportunities. So yeah, networking, asking questions, presents as new opportunities. Opportunities. Now we're at, a, at the level where we're, we have the opportunity to raise money and we have the potential to raise money for that type of deal. So, so it's pretty exciting, man, because even though they're not, there are, I wouldn't say there are no deals, uh, but we haven't been able to find the deal. Uh, we found so many opportunities in so many other uh, things that we haven't even thought about before that, I mean, the opportunities, it's, it's exciting. The, the future seems exciting. So that's what we're looking for. Cool, man. Like everybody's experience 
experiencing, like, you know, just this, the coronavirus and it just kind of, I feel like, you know, it kind of stunted everybody's growth, you know, for 2020. And like you, you mentioned, you know, if you would have known this last year, you know, you might not have done anything, but you know, you had at the end of last year, you probably had some pretty big goals for this year. We had some pretty high hopes for this year also. And it kind of the whole, you know, quarantine and everything like stopped a lot of that. I'm curious, like, uh, like, have you guys had to, how have you guys had to like readjust your goals or, or, or how, what do you see like next year? Like, what are your, what kind of big plans you guys got going on? Well, I, I think it was actually kind of, kind of a blessing. It, it made us slow down a little bit and really think strategically. Right. Mm-hmm. And realize that this is not a sprint it's a marathon. And in that actually came some personal development on both of, from both of us, as far as like, Hey, like, you know, we don't need to just jump into anything. We need to be smarter about how we dedicate our time. How do we do things? So what it really led to us is creating a whole bunch of systems and, you know, getting things done right. Like right now, we just, actually this week, we launched our investor portal. You know, our website, we cleaned it up. Our Instagram, we cleaned it up. Our social media, SOPs. We hired an executive assistant to help us build SOPs to, to outsource some of the marketing so that we don't have to constantly do that. So it's helping us stabilize our baseline now. Yeah, we had huge ambition goals. I mean, we said... We said we wanted to do 50 million in assets uh, in 2020. And the reason we said that was because we're, we are huge believers in 10X, right? Where you set your goal at ridiculous goal. And then when you fail, if you fail and you hit 50%, you just hit 25 million, mm-hmm. right? So I'm not going to be mad at 25 million, but that's the expectation, right? Like most people think they have to reach their goals. And I, that's what I, I love that book. And I always tell people, because if you set the, the bar high enough, you, you're going to fail really high if you do fail, right? And no matter what, you're still going to have some kind of shortfall. So we're okay with not even doing that. And we're okay with what is coming up because a lot of more pieces and a lot of more things have come together during COVID than if we would have, for example, we had we had like a 50 unit under contract right as COVID was happening. And it fell through because of financing for COVID, right? Have we gotten that during COVID? I don't know. Maybe we would have been gray hairs right now, right? Like, <laughs> right? I don't know. But what I do know is that it made us slow down and realize what we need to do and how to do it even better. Yeah, that, that's a good point that Oscar brings about the 10x, you know, I mean, you know I'm, I'm a great fan of it. Uh, and that's basically how we think. But for, for for the audience out there, the thing that is just setting up goals, you know, it's like, oh, I want to I want to set up a goal of this much and, and, and put the bar, you know, so high. Well, you have to take that amount of action or I think at least what you think is, is the right amount of action to at least try to get up there. You know what I'm saying? Like my brother say, yeah, I might be too high, but hey, if I keep if I keep taking action, 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 um, yeah, you're gonna get somewhere. You know, it might not it might not be there, but yeah, we we had these these huge goals for 2020. We had this. Uh, I think uh, uh, expectations that uh, looking back, I don't, I don't think we back then we were ready for for our expectations in our yeah. dreams. But we took so much action. We're still taking it every day. That I mean, looking back, I mean, man, this year has been amazing. You know, yeah. uh, we haven't got the results that we wanted, but it's just when when you take accountability of everything that that we've done, it, it's been incredible. You know, I, I I've never done so much in, in my life for us. You know, I mean. I, I've done it for for my job and, and for other things that that I belong to, but uh, but just for us, you know, is is yeah, it's incredible. And goal setting is huge, right? So, like one of the things I talked to my brother recently about is how to properly goal set, right? 
And you learn this from people or, or whoever, like one that, how I learned it was through the military. So we do a lot of um, exercises to, especially in, in, in my line of work. And as an officer, you, you do a lot of what's called uh, planning and you map everything out and you set out objectives and milestones and all that. Not like project planning, right? But the difference is that in there, we set out um, assumptions and, and things that may happen along the way so that you could course correct and you could accomplish your mission. So it's mission planning. So in the military, that's what we do because we want to accomplish your mission and we want to account for anything that may happen during the mission, but still reach our objective. So if we do fail, we do a debrief and we find out why it went wrong, what was the root cause, and then we next time we run the mission, it shouldn't happen again. So that's something with my brother that actually we did a few few weeks ago and I showed him how we should break things down. And, you know, as write down tasks, exactly what we're going to do, break it down to the finest detail. And then we've been going through it of how to execute it and make sure that it happened. Everything from cleaning up our Instagram to uh, clean up our website, to hiring people, to making sure people are in the right positions for our, our company, things like that. Yeah, that's huge. We, uh, we talk about goal setting a lot and, um, I mean, it just, just to the point of like, yeah, aim high. So that way, if you fail, then, you know, you're better off for it. But then also, like you're saying, like basically plan backwards, like we're, we're running all these different scenarios, like, well, what could happen? You know, like what's the next logical step from here? And if you can break it down to those small actionable steps, you know, so like it's like that, that's the, that's the key. And I, like, I talk to people about that all the time and not even just about real estate. It's like, literally like if you want to become, yeah. yeah, if you want to become a professional snowboarder, like, what does that look like? You know, it's like, look, we can break it all the way down to figure out how to actually at least put you on the path. And, you know, like you're saying, you know, like we might have high goals, but you need to have that high energy, at least like you're trying to hit that goal. You know, you can't, you can't half-ass it, you know, so just keep, keep that energy up and like aim. What's the worst that can happen? You know, like you run into a roadblock, we'll course correct. That's fine. My whole life is course correction. So what are you going to do? Yeah. Actually, I had one more question. I kind of forgot what was going on. You know, you guys are working towards like emulating the Jake and Gino thing. You guys want to like vertically integrate, you know, and you're bringing stuff on like what kind of what kind of actionable steps you guys see into what do you foresee you know like what are the next moves that you're making to accomplish that i guess to vertically integrate yeah yeah like what's your next like team acquisition or whatever you know what does that look like for you so i mean right now we're we, you know, we just hired a, like I said, an executive assistant. So that, that is our first big actionable step. Hi, your first hire is hard. It, it has been hard because we don't, you have to trust, right? Sure. And from there, uh, like, you know, we're, we're vertically integrating everything, not just property management. When we talk about our business, we want to, you know, be in control of the marketing, the investor relation, the whole thing. We don't want to outsource anything outside of the company. So little by little, my idea is I'm going to have this assistant right now who we're, we're training and creating SOPs for, train our VAs for marketing. And then she's also going to help me build um, the investor relation touch points that we want to do. And I have another guy for that that's helping me develop our whole campaign and, and structure for that. And then as we get closer to the deal piece, um, the property management piece, that is going to take, that, that's way down the line. But at some point, we do want to start our own, our own company to integrate in, into ours. And I think that will come 
when my brother retires from the Marines pretty soon uh, at the end of this year. And when he does, you know, we can go, he's going to go in Florida, be boots on the ground, full-time real estate investor. And the idea is that he is going to, him and a longtime friend of ours uh, who we grew up with, who's a construction manager, bring he's going to come into to the company and, and we're, we're going to just build up everything from property management to construction together. All the way to the bank, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the goal, man. That's the goal. You know, having all these things is fun. And, and I just, that's always been my vision, man. Like be the owner, not the CEO, the owner of some company like that, you know? Yeah. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to work for anybody else again. Like I want to work for myself, you know, work amongst people is fine, but you know, I, yeah, I, I'm done with a normal job. You know, mm-hmm. this is what, this is what we do from now on. That's awesome. Yeah. No, no, I was going to say in the, in the, uh, the goal with this is not, I mean, for people that are listening to it and probably they're, uh, they're just stumbling into, into the show and they're like, Oh my God, these people are greedy. Uh, it, it's not, it's not being greedy. It's the fact that at the end of the, uh, at the end of the day, if you accomplish so much, you're able to give us uh give back much more yeah uh education and support and, and i mean money whatever yeah. whatever you you name it uh so there's so many opportunities uh to to give back so much uh that that's basically what we what we look for you know yeah and i would say first you know because you said actionable so first actionable step is get that education on point right find out where you're lacking knowledge and be honest for yourself and then be honest with yourself if a deal crosses my desk tomorrow can I close it right? And if you can't, why? And what are what am I lacking? And that's what we re- recently did. We said, bro, why are we wasting time? We can't close this right now because we don't have X, Y, and Z put in place. And then what did I do? I said, okay, X, Y, and Z. I'm gonna f- hire someone now to create these SOPs because these standard operating procedures. Because I don't have the time to build them right now. I'm still a full time worker. I'm in the military. I have a full time job. So actionable step number three is outsource to the point of you get someone key in your team so that you can actually scale, right? Because that's where most people are hung up on. Most people are hung up on that piece where, hey, how do I actually scale? But they're still thinking as, you know, one-on-one individuals. Like if you really want to scale, you have to learn how to delegate and trust other people in other parts of your business. And it might, you might be tight with money or whatever, but there's other ways you can, you can do a, um, uh, an internship for someone, right? Let them come into your company. You could pay them commission. There's tons of ways you can do it creatively, but it doesn't have to be just flat hourly rate. That's the way I do it because I, I can do it right now by putting my money in. But yeah, those are, I think the best the suggestions I would give people is really find out where you're liking and go for it. Fix those issues and get to work. I don't think I could have said that any better, man. You guys have been extremely helpful. And uh, like I said, we, we look up to you guys. We, we follow you a lot and uh, we hope to, you know, continue this relationship. You know, we're going to continue to follow you guys. And I love seeing your success, love hearing about it. You guys got great points of view. And uh, I mean, a, a lot of people, probably more than you think, a lot of people get a, a lot of value out of you guys. So no, I thanks appreciate for, that, man. Yeah, like thanks, for, thanks for coming and uh, hanging out with me. But, you know, before we go, like I want to give you guys, you know, a moment, you know, a minute or two, like however you want to do it. Like I want to shine the spotlight on you guys. Like tell us what you got going on, man. Absolutely, man. German, go ahead. 
Well, right now we have uh, uh, we we have this great opportunity, like my brother mentioned before, in South Florida uh, with new construction. Um, we have the we don't have the details right now, but we have the opportunity to uh, to uh, team up with these people that have great relationships uh, in Latin America uh, to uh, with investors. Uh, also, uh, a great relationship with the uh, with the uh, Southwest in Southwest Florida. They have over twenty years of experience in in real estate uh, in Southwest Florida. So uh, we want to team up with them, with them, and and, and and grow something that that I think uh, has a, a lot of uh, interesting outcomes. It's going to have a lot of interesting outcomes, especially when we're able to possibly uh, expand overseas, you know, to to South America and Central America. So that's what we're looking at now. And uh, in, in like I mentioned before, it, it's just a matter of uh, taking action, you know, looking everywhere, talking to everybody, asking questions, um, and then you kind of stumble with people that are going to present new opportunities. So that's basically what we're working on right now. It's uh, it's it's creating those uh, those opportunities. Hopefully by next year they're gonna materialize. Yeah, and, and you know anytime anyone wants to ever reach out or talk, whether it's for a JV or a residential property, you name it. You know don't don't hesitate. I mean you can shoot us an email at info at gooddaycapital.com or you know just through our social media. I mean we respond pretty quickly. We're on IG REI Brothers. REI underscore brothers. And yeah, we can chat. We can always get on the call. You name it, we're always got the help anyway. Yeah, and take advantage of the fact that we're actually the ones answering. We don't have any VAs. We don't have any assistance, you know, answering or co- uh, co- making the conversation yeah. for us. It's, it's actually Oscar and I, you know. Well, I don't think we'll ever have VAs responding. Yeah. Uh, that is that is a core function of ours. What we would do is have someone hosting and making sure things are yeah. running correctly. But the interaction between people and audience. Yeah, it has to be us. We always want that to be us, no one else. Because yeah. then it's not authentic. Yeah. yeah, but right. yeah, it, it's a Pareto principle. You give give everybody else the eighty percent. That's gonna you focus on the twenty percent. That's gonna move your business forward, man. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, thanks, man. I, we we definitely appreciate you guys. Um, thanks a lot for coming on. You guys are awesome, and uh, we're gonna make sure, uh, like in the show notes, we'll have all uh, the information where our listeners can uh, find you and uh, have quick access to you guys. But uh, thanks, thanks again. You guys are awesome, and I uh, look forward to uh, keeping in touch and. Uh, seeing you guys prosper. Awesome, man. Hey, Chris, let me ask you this, man. So you guys got into some passive uh, investments? Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. How long you've been doing that? Uh, since I think it, uh, in October, so it was uh, October of last year. So basically, basically one year we, uh, like we were, we started out going to, uh, the, um, uh, like real estate guys functions, like some of those, uh, the mm-hmm. conferences down in Dallas and stuff. And then we were actually able to make our first real actionable step, you know, in, in October of last year. So that was kind of like our first, our dipping our toes in getting, getting into it. Okay. No, that's awesome, man. Yeah, I mean, if you guys like, man, we'd love to have you guys on on our show and and talk about your experience, specifically that one, as far as you you making that jump at, as a passive investor and really really getting yourself, you know, because it's a trusting it's a trust thing, right? Like you have yeah, to absolutely. trust people to do that. Yeah, we'd love to hear that, man. Cool, man. Well, I think that uh, we're about out of time for today, so thank you guys and uh, yeah. to all our listeners. We will see you guys next week. Hey, thanks for listening to today's episode. Head over to iTunes to subscribe to the show. And while you're there, we really appreciate you leaving a rating and written review. If you have any questions or topics you'd like to hear on the show, connect with us on social media or through our website at twosmartassets.com. We look forward to speaking to each and every one of you. Talk to you soon.